God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is Will Rice, and First Light is a brief Bible challenge encouraging you to read God's Word, to think about God's Word, and to live it in real life. Are you ambitious? What do we even mean by that? Is it wrong to be ambitious? Is it right to be ambitious? I remember uh, the president when I was actually in college uh, complaining that we forgive Abraham Lincoln his ambitions, but almost no one else. I felt like it was a complaint and I felt like he had a complex about uh, naked ambitions that he had. Now I may be right or wrong. The point is some people view ambition as uh, suspect and other people seem to think it's very, very uh, good. What does ambition mean? Well, ambition means an ardent desire for rank, fame, or power. Now, it can also mean to achieve an end. So, theoretically, someone could have ambitions to do good for others or ambitions that are not self-centered and self-oriented. But the first definition is an ardent desire for rank, fame, or power. Now, when you look at the people that God greatly used up in history in the Old Testament, up to this point. We're reading Judges chapter 9. When you look at all the people that God used greatly up to this point, in almost every case, God's ambitions were clearly greater than those of the person he commissioned. And almost to the person, they objected to God's commissioning, saying, God, I'm not able, I'm not eloquent, I'm not rich, I'm not powerful, Uh, you've got the wrong person. And yet when they obeyed, God intervened, God overruled, and God used them. Let me give you some examples. Abraham, the father of many nations. Abraham didn't have ambitions to be the father of a great nation. God God told him what his plan was for Abraham. Now, in contrast to that, you have his his nephew Lot, who saw the uh, well-watered plain of Jordan and wanted it, not because he thought it might do good or it was pleasing God, but because he wanted it. You think of Joseph. Second in command in all the land of Egypt. And yet, that was not some ambition he had. It was a dream that God had uh, given and God fulfilled. You think about Moses bringing Israel out of Egypt. He did not want to be stuck with these people, but God put him there in the lead of their ranks. Joshua, over and again, when God commissions Joshua, God says, uh, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. Gideon, okay, that brings us up to where we are now. Gideon was a judge in Israel. When you find him, he was hiding. And God said, uh, Gideon, thou mighty man of valor. And God commissions Gideon to lead God's forces. So were any of those people ambitious? And the answer is, I would say no, not by the definition of a great desire for rank or fame or power. These were people that were not ambitious. These were people that were obedient to God. Now, when you get to chapter 9, you find someone that did amazing things, had great influence, who exercised and wielded great power. His name was Abimelech. But Abimelech was not a man that was commissioned by God. Abimelech was a man that was driven by his own personal ambitions. He was one of many sons of Gideon. And so in some ways, Gideon, though he was a good man, had set up the problems that followed his life. In uh, chapter 9, we read about one of his sons, Abimelech, who was the son of Gideon and a son of a concubine who was in Shechem. His mother was a concubine who very well may have lived with her parents. So this was not a good deal. So what is the context of Abimelech's story? Well, first of all, a vacuum. 
There, there was no king in Israel, the, the Bible will tell us later in this book. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Someone has said responsibility ignored is vacuumed up by tyrants. In other words, authority abhors a vacuum. And this was not a man that was wanting to, to do good to his people. This was a man who just wanted what he wanted. Uh, there is a scheme. The story of Abimelech is a story of a man who killed all of his brothers, save one who escaped, and did so because he wanted power. He did not want competition. Perhaps uh, he also had a complex. Now, Gideon had a complex. He said to God, God, I am a, uh, a poor man from a poor family. Uh, on the other hand, his son, this Abimelech, was the son of a concubine. But there's a contrast between Gideon and what he did and, and Abimelech and what he did. In Gideon's case, he was hiding when we meet him. Hiding from the enemy and hiding from his own brethren. In Abimelech's case, when we find him, he's killing his brethren because he wants power. In Gideon's case, he was a reluctant warrior. In Abimelech's case, he was eager and selfishly grasping for whatever he could get. In Gideon's case, he was a great man because of obedience. In Abimelech's case, he was a powerful man because of ambition. In other words, it was simply a matter of survival of the fittest. A bunch of beasts being ruled by the most powerful of them. Now, there's a lesson here, especially when you think about Abimelech and his forcing himself into power and Gideon, who simply obeyed God and did amazing things and, yes, had, had influence and authority. And the lesson is this. If there really is a God, then obedience will get you further than ambition. Now, I'm not saying you should not have any desires. If you didn't desire food, uh, then you'd die within uh, a period of time. If you didn't desire water, you'd die in three days. What, what I'm saying is that if there really is a God, then obedience to God will get you further than ambition of self. The Bible does say, it's interesting, in 1 Timothy chapter 3, if a man desire the office of a bishop, an overseer, a leadership position, let's say a pastor, he desireth a good work. So he doesn't say if a man's called to be a pastor, he says if a man desire the office of a bishop. But look, your calling is evidenced by your gifting. Now, sometimes we surrender to a call first and then we find out that we're gifted. But the bottom line is God made you for a reason. And God designed you uh, by design, on purpose. So God's gifting of you and God's calling to you, whether you can see the, the equation or not, God knows those are together. But ultimately, obedience is what gets you further. Why? Well, let me ask you a question. Whose ambitions do you think are greater, yours or God's? Do you honestly think that the God of the universe has inferior ambitions to your own? God knows uh, who he made. God knows how that fits in the other parts of the universe. God, God knows everything. God knows the past, present, and future in ways I could never know about myself even. So if I have some great ambition for myself, do I honestly think that that is more noble or in any way greater than God's ambitions for me? And the answer is no. So I don't need to know everything and be able to do everything. I need to be obedient to God at the moment because God has the big picture in mind. God's ambitions are greater than mine or yours. Secondly, how would you know what God's ambitions are? And the answer is a step at a time by acting in obedience to what you know to be right right now. That is what Gideon largely did. He was a man of many flaws, but that's what Gideon did. And to the extent that God used him, that is why. 
Uh, Abimelech was a man that was going it on his own and simply was a man with raw power grasping for what we could get without any regard at all to God. Someone has said that, that leadership is courage, wisdom, and great carelessness of self. So wherever you are and whatever you lead, remember if there really is a God, and indeed there is, obedience will get you further than ambition.